it's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Presents the pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwu Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to episode 5.15 of the pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, one of the basketball coaches at Indiana Wesleyan. In today's episode, you'll hear about the team's run in February in the conference tournament. In the first half, Coach Osborne, who had a vision for the team to play with joyful aggression, will interview Kanan Coffee and Spencer Piercefield. In the second half, you'll hear from Coach Tonegal, Kyle Mangus, and Noah Smith about playing unconsciously during this part of the season. I'm joined now by Kanan Coffey and Spencer Piercefield. And, and fellas, we're here to talk about just the postseason run that we had going in the conference tournament. And I guess just to set the stage, we come off the regular season, and in a lot of ways we had chose to, to grow in this area of being unconscious. But Kanan, I'm going to start with you. What did it feel like for you being in the program three years? Where did you feel like this team was at, especially just in terms of being unconscious as we, we went into the, the postseason run? Yeah, to, to be honest, I think that this was the closest team I'd been on, both off the court and on the court. I think, you know, from top to bottom, it felt like every guy fit in, every guy wanted to be, um, you know, bought into what the team was aiming for. And um, you know, on the court, that was a national championship. And then off the court, you know, that was just pursuing our faith together and just walking alongside one another in that. And so, um, yeah, we were just spending a lot of time together and, um, you know, all of us loved one another and it was so evident. And so I think that that was, um, you know, it just felt super special because of how close we were um, towards that end of the season. And I think the, the natural thing, we've talked about this on previous episodes, but when you try to lean into something, oftentimes it feels like Satan's trying to mm-hmm. keep you from, from doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spencer, for you, we were trying to pursue unconscious, but it kind of takes some time to break down those barriers where the Satan's try to build these walls. How do you see yourself or feel yourself growing or peaking, I guess, at the right time uh, come tournament time? Yeah, growing in unconscious was a thing where I was trying to change kind of how I was my whole life and now all of a sudden I'm trying to change it to kind of be someone else and um, I felt like every week and every game I was continuing to grow in that unconscious and as we got deeper in the season um, just with this joy-filled aggression and just everything we'd been talking about had been leading to this where I was able to finally just have fun playing and um, not worrying about anything else but just trying to be unconscious not worry about anything what anyone says um, and just play hard for my teammates and have fun doing it. And Kanan, for you, you've obviously been a part of a national championship team. You'd won the past two regular seasons and conference tournament, but you, you kind of compare some of your teams back and forth mm-hmm. to say, hey, where's this team stack up? Are we ready to go make a run? Where did you feel like the team was as we, we were going into tournament play? Man, I felt like it was, it was on the court-wise, the best team I've been on. Um, and I think that that comes with little question for me, just in terms of um, how deep we were and just how confident we were playing, man. And I think it was just, um, it just showed kind of the, how close the group was. Cause as we became closer off the court and grew with one another, it just so translated onto the court. And, you know, we were playing confidently, trusting each other and just playing to each other's um, skills and strengths. And also, um, you know, just thinking about the guy next to us out there and, like Spencer was saying, we were just having fun with it. So I think that was the biggest part. And we, we move into this conference tournament, and 
the key to the game and, and kind of what became the key to just the conference tournament run was this idea of a joy-fueled aggression. And in a lot of ways, it was just a response to what we feel like the Lord had blessed us with, uh, both relationally and just some of the success that we had on the court instead of, I guess, in a lot of ways, looking inward and saying, hey, look at this, this is what we've done. Really, it tried to ground or kind of grounded us and said, look at who he is and look what he's done with us. Now, what can we do in response? I guess, Cannon, what was your perspective or, or how did you think about that as we were, we were going into that run? So there are a couple ways that I personally thought about joy field aggression and a couple ways that I saw it on our team. I think one of the ways I saw it off the court was um, just how much fun we had together and the joy that we had together. And I think all that was rooted um, in our relationships with Jesus Christ. And I think like as we began to understand where our identity lied and that it was not in basketball, but it was in our relationship with the Lord that um, we became to have this deeper relationship just like that. And, um, you know, that translated on the court because, you know, the way we played, um, you know, our, our joy wasn't circumstantial. It just, Hmm. it was so solid. And, um, I think that's really the biggest thing that I saw is as we began to understand that, um, basketball for us is just our platform um, to glorify God that we just stepped into that and we were able to have joy in that knowing that win or, lo- win or lose um, you know that wasn't going to change who we were at our core and I think that it- itself just allowed us to have freedom out there playing and that's why guys were playing confidently because you know we just went out there and we were having fun using those gifts that um, the Lord had given us and um, yeah I think it was just um, you know it was super special to be able to do that and it, and it was just so I mean, I could feel that I could sense the vibe on our team that, um, you know, that was the case. And it was just, uh, I'm super grateful to be a part of that. Yeah. And I think just talking about joy-filled aggression and uh, talking about the gospel and just the idea that, you know, we're supposed to be eternally separated from God, but knowing that um, he sent his son to, to die for us and to save us and to cover our sins, um, you know, that should, where we can now spend an eternity with God, that that just makes us excited and makes us want to live for him and live in a, a joyful way. And just kind of taking that attitude onto the court and being like, at the end of the day, kind of like Canaan was saying, it's a basketball game. And no matter what happens, it doesn't change our fate and our eternity. And um, just using that to have a lot of fun playing basketball. And um, I think you could see that there was something different with our team than a lot of other teams. And the freedom we had did just allow us to, to go to another level on the court. Ken, you're saying our team was playing good ball. Nah. But what we did in that conference tournament run, we won, I think, the, the margin of victory was an average of 28.5. We set a record for the most uh, points in a conference tournament or, or margin of victory in a conference tournament. Um, Kanan, for you to go out that way, uh, and we'll talk in, in further episodes just about, you didn't know you were even playing some of your last games mm-hmm. there, but to have those three games be some of your last three games. What do you remember about that time, and what was it like? Dude, it was like, I think you hit it on, like, not to, to know that wasn't, like, my last three. I think, man, looking back, I'm so glad that those were, because it, it wasn't like, you know, I'm not going to think about it for, yeah, we beat teams by a lot of points, but I'm going to think about it just for, like, it's so hard to describe the way that our team was meshing and clicking together, like, I can't even put words to it because it was just so special and something that I never even felt before on a team. And, um, you know, we, it was just like, it was like true, true joy where it was just like going out there and, you know, we, it didn't seem like we had any care in the world about winning or loss. <laughs> and we just like went out and just were dominating teams. And, um, I think all, none of, nobody can really put words to it, but, um, it was just super fun and to be able to have those memories of, um, 
just, I mean, all I think about is just guys laughing and, and cheering on each other as we went out there and played. And, um, man, I, I'm never going to forget those last few games for sure. And as I was getting ready for this, I'm looking at some of the stats from the game, and I don't think I even realized this leading up to it. But uh, in the, our first game, and we were playing good teams in our conference tournament, right? The yeah. Crossroads League is no joke. We shoot 64% uh, in game one from the floor, 65 in game two, and 52 in, in the championship game. And our bench in our first game was ridiculous. We shot 64% from the floor, 50% from three, and then, of all things, 44% from the free throw line, 7 to 16. We could have had way more than 100 points in that game. Uh, we still put up 101. And then the bench was 17 to 21 in that game. Just unheard of stats there. Like, I don't know who you're supposed to try to stop <laughs> when you're playing that way. But, Spencer, for you, coming as a freshman – um, there's a lot of different expectations or things you've seen or heard. What was it like to go out and just make that run in, in year one? Yeah, I mean, talking about winning championships is something that we talked about uh, from day one when I came on campus in June. And, um, you know, just at our walk into our junkyards at 5.30 a.m., that's something that we're already talking about. And just to finally get to this part in the season where – this is where all the hard work is going to start paying off, where we get our first chance to, to win the championship. Um, obviously, as a freshman, there's a lot of different um, emotions and feelings. I was obviously nervous because it's a big moment in the biggest games that we've had so far, but there was just this sense of confidence with how well we had been playing and um, just with the winning culture that we have at IWU, I just, I just had this kind of confidence that I knew that um, good things were going to happen if we just play how we had been playing. There is. There's this, this championship demeanor almost or just mentality that you've got to have as you're, you're going into it. And I think you two are two guys that possess this championship demeanor, and a lot of it stems from your guys' work ethic off the court. And I'd be remiss to not – I've got two of the, the greatest workers in Iowa Hoops history sitting down with me. I'd be remiss to not just bring that up. I mean, you guys are both workers. Kenny, you've been doing it for a long time, um, whether it be weight room or gym. And then, Spencer, you come in this year and – in a lot of ways, it just seemed like you guys connected right off the right off the bat. Yeah, I think, I mean, we were talking about it a little bit, and I think this is what you had talked about is it it, it kind of started right at the beginning of the summer where we had we play the same position, so a lot of the same workouts, and um, I noticed really early on that that he was in the gym a lot, and you know, right then I noticed within that first week that he was pushing me to want to get in the gym more, and I think naturally that just kind of stemmed. Um, you know, we, we connected at that point and um, that just kind of built our relationship up during June and then it just carried on right at the beginning of the year in September. And Spencer, how was it for you to have a senior that almost seemingly right from the jump was super invested in you? I mean, how did that motivate you, but also how did that calm you, I guess, in a lot of ways as well? Yeah, that was huge for me. And um, just to be on campus, like it was that really the first week in June where we really connected and uh, just to see a guy like Kanan with the career he had, for him to just buy into someone, a new freshman coming in. Um, and like he said, we were just pushing pushing each other to get better and keep getting in the gym. But I think that that friendship went more off the court than anything. And, um, you know, once classes started, I was able to see the kind of just classmate he was to everybody on campus and um, the leader he was in the locker room and just how he always wanted to grow on the court, but off the court and in his relationship with Christ. He was just someone that um, I could look up and look up to in a lot of ways. And I think that's the the thing again, Ken, we're, we're going to miss about you is you see guys like Ben Carlson and Jacob Johnson 
and maybe they're like, no, we were the best team going to the tournament. They might have something different to say about that. But, you know, you wonder how you're going to fill those shoes. And then fast forward, here you are. And um, we're looking like, hey, how are we going to fill the shoes of Cannon Coffee? But to know you've poured into guys like Spencer, um, it's an exciting thing to know, hey, Spencer's got that torch. And who's he going to influence as he goes through his career? Uh, that's part of the fun of being a coach. And it's exciting to see what's going to happen as, as time unfolds. This podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an I Am Third culture in a basketball program. But IW Hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context. As we enter this one-minute halftime, we want to let you hear from our sponsor, Insurance Management Group, who is building a culture of I Am Third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG President Trent Daly. Pursuing the I Am Third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency. We are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. Visit us now at www.insmgt.com. Now back to the second half. We're joined now by Coach Tonigal, Kyle Mangus, and Noah Smith. And we're going to follow up on the conversation the guys had in the first half about just how we were playing heading into the conference tournament. So, Kyle, why don't you go back to that, those final games of the regular season and just how you were feeling and what you were seeing from the team? Yeah, uh, those last few games of the regular season, we were really rolling as a team. By that time, everyone had figured out their roles. Everyone felt really comfortable. Um, we were just clicking on and off the court. We just were playing with a lot of joy and we wanted to see each other do well. So um, those last few games, Grace at home and Taylor at their place, we were winning by big margins on the court. But um, I think off the court, we were really clicking and, you know, having great team time together and just and just bonding. And um, that really helps down the stretch because a lot of teams get, I mean, tired, fatigue's a factor. They're kind of sick of each other. But for us um, – I think that's huge because that's when we really start to click as a team, and that's when we feel at our best. And no, you you've been a guy who you've played basketball your whole life. You you played in one of the greatest conferences and sectionals in Indiana, so played high level competition. But had you ever been a part of a team that was playing at that level? And and how were you feeling as you were going into postseason, your first year of college basketball? Well, the team was rolling that way. Yeah, um, no, I've never really played on a team that we were, that was playing at, at such a high level playing so well together, but I think that also comes with, like what Mango said, just the off-the-court time that we spent together. Um, I think also just on-the-court-wise that everyone was just finding their identity and finally coming into who we were as a team and what we were trying to do, and um, I just think that really helped play out overall, and I mean, you guys said it, coaches said it all year, like we didn't want to, we didn't want to peak in December, like we wanted to peak in March, and I really think like in March, we started peaking. And, and Kyle, you guys both mentioned how close the team was. We've been spending a lot of time in small groups, having conversations, sometimes about basketball, sometimes going deeper. As you're an older guy leading in one of those small groups, what's being accomplished? Yeah, well, I would say um, guys can open up and be vulnerable, especially in small groups. Um, you know, we have an environment where guys trust each other and they feel comfortable and they can share their struggles also along with their successes. So 
um, that really helps. And when it, when a guy can do that and share with his brothers, um, that can really just help him be free. Um, and that shows on the court too. And coach, uh, this kind of leads to the key that coach Osborne came and he, he had the first scout and he said, let's play with a joy fueled aggression. Um, and, and to go there was, was really remarkable because it was one of the first times that we had clinched the conference regular season with a game to play. We played that final game with nothing at stake. Uh, so we're, we're playing this well, but Coach Osborne goes back to the word and says, no, let, let's make sure we find our aggression from this place. Yeah, Coach Osborne, I think he nailed it. Um, it often is perceived, you know, joy-filled aggression, that's kind of counter cultural I guess or at least it seems a little bit paradoxical because usually if you're aggressive it's because you're you want revenge or you're you're angry or bitter but he challenged us and he, and he drew it out of scriptures that could we find our our aggression coming out of a source of joy and and that 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 takes you to a place of freedom in basketball and we've kind of learned that over the years it's taken on maybe a different we've described it differently but when our teams have approached a game like that where they've played with this sense of joy, but at the same time, they've gone to new levels of a competitive nature. We've seen them play at just a different level. And Kyle, I remember specifically, we were talking out of John 15 and, and just um, the command to lay down your life and how, how Jesus says, greater love has no one than this than he that laid down his life for his brother. So you having, uh, setting the record for all-time points in Indiana Wesleyan history, but doing that out of a pattern of laying down your life for your teammate, what is it about the I am third life where you lay down your life and then it actually comes back around and it elevates your own play? Yeah, it's it's crazy how it all works because, I mean, the world kind of tells you that if you want to be the best, you have to do everything for yourself and you can't think about anyone. You have to put yourself ahead of everyone. But um, actually, like on our team um, and scripture says to focus your, focus on other people um, put your energy and effort uh, into them, and that'll actually come back around to you. So, I mean, not only with myself, but I've seen that play out with with many players, and um, it's re- it's a really rewarding feeling. And no, that that leads us just to the confidence our team was playing with, uh, because like you said, and like Kyle said, we really had a unified group of guys who trusted each other, um, and it led to us playing with this unconscious spirit as we were heading into the conference tournament. So. Uh, as you headed in as the starting point guard, how much confidence did you have going into this conference tournament? Oh man, I was I was extremely confident in our team. Um, not only for just what we were doing off the court and how close we came during that, but just the practices we had leading up to our conference tournament. I mean, we had really good practices, and everyone just seemed locked in. Like we, everyone seemed like we were going to take it to a whole other level. And I remember just when DL gave us that joy filled aggression. Um, Everyone just, like, that just really excited us and just pumped us up. Like, we would go out here and we are going to go out here and have so much fun playing these games, but also, like, dominate as well. And Kyle, final word, you know, postseason should be the time when you have the most fun. And that's what we saw from you guys as we went in. <laughs> but there can also be this tendency where uh, coaches put pressure on themselves, players put pressure on themselves, uh, and really, it's almost counterproductive at times. So mm-hmm. uh, what have you learned over time, all the way from a young age to now, to, to be able to go into a big game and play with that sense of freedom where you can actually enjoy those big moments? Yeah. Well, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but when you just take the focus off of yourself and really pour it into someone else, and I mean, a great example is if you look at our bench, 
like our bench usually gets better throughout the year while most benches like are tired and you know kind of ready for the season to be over we're seems like we're only getting started and um you know everyone just wants to see each other doing well and i mean the, the numbers we put up in those conference tournament games were crazy too but um the energy we had was even better and coach that just reminds me of spencer going off and scoring 17 uh for a guy who had put so much time in the gym and he talked about it in the first half and and kyle just said a lot of times those guys that are just grinding all season long and not starting spencer was playing a lot but but to have a game like that at this time of the year how much uh how excited were you as a coach after seeing how much work spencer had put in that was fun watching spencer go off and and nobody deserved it more than spencer because of the time he was putting in and and I think to your point, I think Spencer was learning to uh, play not for um, earning his uh, identity and performance, but playing from that identity. He's a kid who's really solid spiritually, and but he came in as a freshman and, and like most freshmen, wanted to prove something. And when you're trying to prove something as a player, that you're not playing in freedom. But as the, as the whole team progressed, which I think Spencer was one of the main guys of stop trying to prove yourself and just play from that identity his play went to another level and we saw that down the stretch on the next episode we'll go to the conference championship game and hear how the theme of joy field aggression continued as we take a closer look at the preparation the game itself and the celebration that followed in the first half the seniors will join to talk about an organized time of prayer on the day of the conference championship game and the joy they experienced capping off their final regular season run. In the second half, the freshmen will share about what it was like being under the leadership of the upperclassmen and the confidence they had going into the championship game. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask Iwoo Hoops on a future episode, hashtag AskIwooHoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Iwoo Hoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.